You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. God wants to perfect you. And some of y'all, you think it's not important, but God said, I need you to keep on working on those little things because it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. It's the small foxes that keep you from getting promoted. I know you're gifted. I know you're knowledgeable. But that bad attitude you have whenever your supervisor asks you to do something that you don't want to do and you start, and you start doing a little murmuring and, and, and turning your face up and rolling your eyes, that's holding you back. Development requires process. And the Bible has a lot to say about process, y'all. The Bible has a lot to say about process. Look at Exodus 23, 29 and 30. Exodus 23, 29 and 30. God tells his children, children of Israel, now I'm going to bring you to the promised land. And they're excited. It's going to be a land that flows with milk and honey. You're going to to give you all the land that these people used to have. And you're going to drive them out. And you're going to have milk and honey, and you're going to have hills and mountains and water and all that, and houses you didn't have to build. And, and they were excited about that. But then he gives them some more detail about it. Exodus 23, 29, and 30. He says, now, I'm going to give you all the land, but look what it says in verse 29. I'm not going to drive them out before you in one year. Hold up, God. You're not going to get it all in one year. Lest the land become desolate. And the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. God said, I need you to grow into what I'm taking you to. I don't want what I give you to overwhelm you. They used to have something in in the teaching about bureaucracy in business called the Peter Principle. And the Peter Principle says that you keep getting promoted, 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 promoted in these corporations, promoted, promoted, promoted in these bureaucracies, and then you get promoted to your level of incompetence. In other words, you get to a job that was just a little too much for you. And just because you did it well at this level, it doesn't mean you can handle at this level. And so God says, I need you to grow into this. (laughs) Bishop Jakes has something to say. He said a lot of preachers say they want a ministry like the potter's house. He said, he said, I wish I had your ministry. He said, people said, he said, if I didn't like you, if I really hated you, if I wanted to kill you, I would give you my life and the keys to my ministry for one day. A lot of times we think we want something that somebody else has and we don't know what it takes. You don't know the process. It looks easy from your place. And you can sit there and criticize. Well, I don't know why they're doing this. I wouldn't do it that way. I don't know why. Well, why do you think they do this here? What they need to do. No, you need to sow a shut up seed. Because you don't know the process and what's required at that level. God said, I'm not going to. I need you to grow into this. I don't want the land to become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. In other words, God said, I need, to be, I, need, I need to be more of you than of the animals. Otherwise, the animals in the places are just going to scare you away from it. And, watch it. and what you claim was a blessing now looks like a curse because you weren't ready to handle it. Who am I talking to? 
Look what God says. He talks about process, Exodus 23 and 30. Little by little, I'm going to drive him out. He's going to do it how? Little by little, I'm going to drive them out before you until you have increased and you inherit the land. It is an economic fact that many, I would even have dare to say most people who become instant millionaires and multimillionaires by hitting the lottery in five to ten years are in a worse position than they were before they hit the lottery. Know why? Because it happened too fast. And they didn't know how to handle money at that level. They didn't know investment tools. They didn't understand interest rates. They didn't understand that when you get enough money, you get all kind of relatives. You just so happen to have relatives. That's my cousin. That's my stepbrother. That's my half-brother. You get more half-brothers <laughs> and cousins. When folks, when folks, you know, I've gotten calls, y'all, and, and not because I'm being bougie or elitist, I've gotten calls to the ministry of, particularly when we were on t national television, of people calling and asked to talk to me, tell them it's so-and-so from the projects. You need to understand, I moved out the project when we were six, I was 16. I'm 60-something now. It ain't like I just picked up from the projects. I don't even know you anymore. It's, I, it's not like we just going to pick off from the project. Most likely you were bullying me when we was in the projects. <laughs> and, and watch this. And, and most likely you're giving me a name I don't know. Because in the project, everybody had nicknames. You ever grow up with somebody, you call them Skeeter? <laughs> All your life you call him Skeeter. And somebody say, hey, man. You seen Joseph? So who's Joseph? That's jo you mean Skeeter? You didn't even know his whole, his real name. God wants you to grow. Agriculture has a process. Genesis eight and twenty two, it says. While the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. But where I want you to stop is the first part. Long as the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and harvest. But I want to, I want to break off and, and divide seed and time. Long as the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and harvest. After seed, you've got to give that thing some time. Agriculture has a process. There's seed time and harvest. Not just seed time, the time to sow, and then the time to reap. No, there's going to be some time in between sowing and reaping. That's the part that messes us up. Because the, because the, the, the time part is the process. And just because you don't see anything happening, it doesn't mean something's not happening. Just because you don't see it growing doesn't mean it's not growing. Just because you don't see it taking root, it doesn't mean it's not taking root. Anyone who has raised children and now have grown children and older children, you realize some of that stuff that they were so rebellious about is stuck. And it's amazing. You're like, you remember that? You know, Chandler, my, someone, one of my sons said, Dad, I remember when the little boy used to say, so, I said, you remember that? You heard me. <laughs> you were listening. Dad, you always taught us. I'm like, you remember what I taught you? And just because, they, just because they're not saying anything, just because they're not saying, 
Thank you, Dad. This is good information. One day I'm going to be so grateful that you taught this to me. That's not how it works. They frown. They pout. But it's sticking. Parents don't stop teaching because they got a bad attitude. Tell them, tell them like my mama told me, you roll them, I'll swole them. A hard head make a soft behind. All this stuff they're teaching you now about being your child's friend. You are not supposed to be your child's friend. You can be friendly when it calls for friendliness. There's sometimes I need to be your enemy. And you're going to feel like I'm your enemy right now, but I'm an enemy who loves you. I'm an enemy trying to protect your life. I'm the enemy who's trying to keep you from dying prematurely. That's why I'm not letting you go to this party. That's why I'm not letting that person come over this house. That's why you're not dating now. That's why you're not going to be upstairs in a room with a boy when I'm not here. That's why. I know you don't like it. I know what your other friends are doing. But in this house, I'm your enemy. Oh, some of y'all don't like that. Because some of you are too busy trying to be friends. Don't want to hurt your child's feelings. Talking about breaking their spirit. There are spirits that need to be broken. Oh, I'm preaching up in here. There are spirits that need to be broken. There are spirits that they get into this music. There are spirits that they get into videos. Yes, and you got to break that spirit. Break every yoke. And that's why your children say, They'll rise up and call you blessed. They'll rise up and call you blessed. They'll rise up and call you blessed. They don't start off calling you blessed. They rise up and call you blessed. I know all my children love me and appreciate me now. I know they didn't always love me and appreciate me. The time they thought I was too hard, I was too dogmatic, I was too traditional, but they're looking back now, especially that they're raising children. And, and listen, some of them are harder than me. You're like, ease up. The child's not going to die every time you're not around. They will be okay. <laughs> Everybody say process. It's a process to agriculture. Mark 4, 28, the earth yields crops by itself. But look at the process. First the blade, then the head, and after that the full grain in the head. King James says the ear. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn, the full grain in the ear. There's process. And you're going to have to let God take you through a process for you to be everything he wants you to be. It's not going to happen overnight. That's why as much as you may look at me and Pastor Moss and my family and our lives, I keep telling y'all there's a process. There's a process. Weeping may endure for a night, but what? We jump right to the, right to the joy. Don't we, we, every time we, when preachers preach that, we, we jump right to the joy. We pit, ha, may endure for a night, but joy, ha, joy. Somebody say joy. Joy cometh in the morning. Joy, J-O-Y, joy. Jesus overcoming you. I just made that up. Just. <laughs> joy. 
We like to talk about joy coming in the morning, but sometimes there's a weeping night. God had to teach me that. God had to teach me that to be a better pastor to y'all. He had to teach me that just because I've come through so much and my mother died when I was a junior in college and I finished college and went straight through and stayed on honor roll and games list and all, all that. And just because, and, uh, just because I've been able to be successful despite, you know, two sisters dying and, and not having the best upbringing and parenting and encouragement and all, and that the Lord had to tell me, you're on the other side of that. And so I had to learn to be present in your pain rather than just tell you, get over it. You can be successful. Okay. And so the Lord took me to Jesus, I mentioned earlier in John 11, at the grave of Lazarus. He comes to the grave of Lazarus, and they're all crying. And one of the shortest, easiest scriptures to memorize is John 11 chapter. Some of us grew up where we used to have to say scripture at the end of the uh, meal, uh, the blessing for the meal. And some people say, the Lord is my shepherd. And then if you didn't know any other one, you said this one, Jesus wept. We didn't know who Jesus was, what he was weeping about, where he wept. But it's in John 11 chapter, Jesus wept at the grave of Lazarus. And I meditated on that. Why would Jesus be weeping? Why would Jesus be weeping knowing he's going to raise Lazarus up from the dead? Knowing, why would Jesus be weeping at the grave of Lazarus? And he says, this sickness is not unto death. And I sat in that for a while. And the Lord said, the reason why Jesus wept wasn't because he didn't know what the outcome was going to be. He wept because he was in that moment of pain with them. He was weeping because they were weeping. And that's why the Bible sometimes says sometimes you got to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. Weeping sometimes endures for the night. There's a process time time before the joy comes. And just because you're crying don't mean you give up. And just because you're crying and you're heartbroken don't mean you stop coming to church. Come to church with all the rest of us who getting our hearts mended. Just because you're going through something don't give you an excuse to stay home. Come to church with all the rest of us who are going through something. We're going through, that's why we're here. We're going through just to let the devil know I'm going through, but I ain't stopping. We're going through too, but I'm going through because I believe that there is going to be a morning. I, I cry my way through. I praise my way through. Come on now. I weep my way through, but I'm coming through nonetheless. Look at somebody say, there's a process. Oh, come on. I'm here to encourage somebody right now who's going through a process. But I'm here to let you know after your process, God is going to give you everything he said he's going to give you. After your process, you're going to eat the good of the land. After your process, you're going to get to the other side. After your process, there's going to be the full corn in the ear. But you got to go through the process. Don't give up during the process. Don't stay home during the process. Don't backslide during the process. Don't start settling during the process. I heard somebody say something this week or last week or saw somebody say something. And they're talking about all you, all you women, single women, who just believe. I just got faith. I believe that God can save them after I get married. I just believe it because ain't nothing too hard for God. 
I believe, I heard somebody say something, something say one time, I know, they, they said, Bishop, I know he ain't this and that now, but I just figured once he come the right direction and get under you, around your word, under your word, he going to change. What make you think he going to come around here? The first thing he going to do is try to get you away from here. Y'all don't like me now. That's the first thing. The first thing he's going to do is try to get you from around here because he know I see him. <laughs> my daughter has a wonderful, I have, we have a wonderful son in love we couldn't be more happy with. But one time my daughter was dating somebody and we, 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 we were reminded of this because when I went to New York recently, uh, I was there on my birthday and so uh, Pastor Marshall let my daughter choose a restaurant where for us to eat ass, I, I showed some pictures of it with this restaurant, this building in Columbus Square. And uh, I remember going there, and, uh, and I, was going, I was in New York, and I said, and she was dating now my son-in-law. I said, I said, I want to meet him. She said, okay, she said, I'll call him up and ask him. He said, oh, yeah, I want to meet him. They weren't, they, weren't real ser- they weren't completely serious then. I said, I want to meet him. And he was readily, he was ready to meet me. Now, I remember there was somebody she was dating before that. Every time I came to New York, I wanted to meet him. I, I got something to do. Oh, man, he ain't coming next. He going to be here next week. I'm free next week. I ain't free. No, no, no. No, brother man didn't want to meet me because he didn't want me to put my eyes on him. So for all you people who dating folks who don't want to be around your spiritual friends, Oh, I don't know. I'm all in your stuff this morning. I didn't know how many turns. I knew this man was going to take some turns. I didn't know exactly where it was going to turn. Okay. So oh, this is what I'm saying about that. So the person said, all you who believe God can save them after you get married and believe God can change them after. He said, if you got that much faith, why don't you take that same faith and believe God can give you a saved man? Uh-oh. Oh, oh, you you got faith, right? No, no, no. See, this ain't faith. You just want what you want. And you want to do what you want to do. Now, 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 uh, uh, you know, men can do the same thing, but it's usually women who fall prey to that because y'all start getting desperate. And the Bible prophesies it's going to come a day where women will be desperate. I declare we'll have no desperate women up in right direction. Bible says you'll be so desperate that they're willing to be one of seven. It says seven women will be going after one man and then start saying, I don't need you to take care of me. Just give me your name. I don't need your money. Just give me your name. And brothers, since y'all can, y'all can close your ears right now, because all y'all don't come to my sessions when I have these things, women's night and men's night, y'all don't come, so I got to do all this stuff in mixed company. I got to get you when I got you. Brothers, don't fall for it. That woman can tell you she don't need your money. All, all you got to do is love me, just love me. I take care of myself. I just need you to, I don't need your money, just love me until... Until they get tired. I've been working all my life. I've been working on a railroad. I work hard for the money. So hard for the money. Working nine to five. It can be fine. And then when they get tired, they start looking at you different. 
Listen to me, brothers. They start looking at you different. How is my life better since I'm with you? Seems like I'm struggling more being married to you. I could have done bad by myself or at least be doing better by myself. So, brothers, don't fall for the all you need is love. All you need is love. Uh, th that, was, that, was, that, was, that was the Beatles. They ain't together no more. <laughs> love, love will keep us together. Captain and Tennille, they divorced. <laughs> you better develop your gifts. Oh, come on now. Let me work it in. You better maximize your potential. You better increase your earning capability. I got married at 23 and 20. My wife married potential. You can't be 60 years old talking about one day I'm going to be. Hold up. Potential is fine in your 20s. You can't be 40 till talking about your potential. You need to be on this train by now. Sisters, am I talking right? Yeah. Just work with a brother. Work with a brother. Just work with a brother. I just need a good woman to help me out. You know, because one day I'm going to be... Wait, well, how, how many days? <laughs> when is one day coming? Are we at least in the year that the day going to show up? Are we talking about one day 20 years from now? Because I ain't got that much time. I got to have a house before then. Oh, boy, let me see. What time I got here? Even Jesus, y'all, went through process. I'm talking about going through process and developing your gifts. He went through process, Luke 2, 2 and 52. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor. That's process. You ought to be increasing in wisdom, increasing in stature, you're getting better, you're getting bigger, you're getting strong, increasing in favor, increasing in favor, listen to me, that means you have more influence than you used to have. This whole thing, listen, people say, people say stuff like, I don't care if nobody likes me, you can't, you're not going to be successful in life if nobody likes you. So throw that out the window. I know you heard people, I don't care if nobody likes me, no, somebody got to like you, you need to have favor with somebody. I was, talking, I was talking to our pastors the other day, and we, were just, and we just happened to be talking about, about the steps. And he said, and, and I mentioned a man by the name of Eddie Wingard. Eddie Wingard was one of the first managers I dealt with at First Citizens Bank. And he was just an advocate for me. He, he, I just had faith with him. I, I, remember, uh, I remember we were down in Hilton Head. I bought two cars in Hilton Head. Remember, I bought a Porsche in Hilton Head, and I bought my daughter a car. And I was down in Hilton Head. I called my banker up here. He was in, in on Main, North Maine. And I said, he said, oh, oh, Pastor, I'll get that taken care of you. He said, just go on to He said, I'll have everything taken care of you by the time you get there. And uh, somebody else was with me, and they saw how that was done. And, that, that, and, and, that, and then when we got, ready to, we got ready to do something else, and it got beyond him, but he introduced me to the vice president. 
And the vice president said, he said, uh, 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 he, 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 he was at another level because I'm giving now do the, I think, the Family Life Center, $4 million. So now, now we're beyond just a million dollars. We're getting to multi-million. And he, oh, he talked, talked, talked about me and gave me faith with him. And then I noticed that man, that man started looking at me a little funny like he didn't understand. And, and I ended up needing to change banks. And, and uh, one day I was riding down on Piney Grove over here, Piney Grove and, and uh, New Covenant Church, Bishop Hardy. I had never met Bishop Hardy. And so I was riding by, and there was a tree being cut down outside of his church. And as I walked by there, rode by there, the Lord said, turn back around and introduce yourself to him. I went, turned around. I said, Bishop Hardy, I said, I'm, I'm Pastor Ben from right there. He said, oh, yeah, I heard a lot about you. We've never met. And so I got in my car, and, we, and you know, we just casually met. He said, who do you bank with? And I said, um, actually, I'm looking for another bank right now. He said, well, I'm on the board for BB&T. I'll have somebody call you. That week, somebody from BB&T called me. And, every, and, and that opened up everything. And then when we got ready to, when it looked like we, I was re reaching a roadblock again, and they were, they were talking funny, I, I have a meeting with the mayor, our former mayor at the time, Steve Benjamin. And I called, and I, he said, oh, he said, Bishop Bailey, what can I do to help you? I said, you know, I'm looking, looking by this, I mean, to build this building. I said, I just want you to know what we're doing. And he said, well, who do you bank with? I told him, he said, well, have you met the president of the bank? I said, no. He calls, he says, hey. Calls a bank. He said, he said, do you know Bishop Bailey? Right there? He said, oh, yeah, I know they're one of our customers. He said, well, he you need to meet him. And everything happened through process of relationships. You can't have a bad reputation with everybody and expect to increase. Somebody, there are some rooms you're going to need a sponsor into. They don't know you, but they know them. And people say things like, well, if you recommend them, if they're a friend of yours, then they're a friend of mine. So this whole thing, I don't care if nobody likes me, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor. Come on, everybody say, Lord, increase my favor. Because all of our help comes from the Lord, but all our help comes through people. You can't be a jerk and expect to increase. There are some people, you just mention their name, people are like, oh, please. If that's who you're dealing with, you can have it. If, 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 if that's who, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not dealing with them. So the process is going to be favor as well, okay? Let me, let me start wrapping this up for today, going as far as I can go here. Hebrews 5, 8, 9. Jesus went through a process. Hebrews 5, 8, 9, and though he was a son... Yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. He learned, we didn't ever think about Jesus learning. He developed obedience by the things he suffered. So there are things you go through that's going to help you learn what you need to operate at another level. Verse 9, and having been perfected. Now a lot of people won't even deal with this. He, he, in spirit, he was perfected. In his earthly nature, there are things he still had to learn and grow in. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. He learned through what he suffered. You can't, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. You can't run away from all pain. Oh, Jesus. You can't run every time something's uncomfortable. You have to learn through the stuff you suffer. When I got ready to file bankruptcy as a young man, in my 20s, to get rid of all this debt, 
The Lord said to me, no, you ain't filing bankruptcy. I'm going to show you how to get out, and you're going to do it little by little. I did not file bankruptcy, and it was, I suffered through people calling me, and I didn't want to talk to them. I suffered through, through a white envelope that turned to a yellow envelope, to a blue envelope, to a red envelope that said, you better open this envelope. I had to suffer through that. But as a result of suffering through that, I understand how important it is to have good credit. After suffering through that, I never want to have creditors harassing me. The reason why I'm so serious about credit and the reason why I'm, I'm so serious about paying your bills is because what I suffered through. And I don't want you to suffer through the same thing. I first got that Peloton treadmill. For three months, thing didn't work. They set it up wrong and pinched the wire. And this young man came out. He went through my house. We didn't go through my house because I don't let anybody come through my house. It's, really, I got if you got an area to work in, I'll find a way to get you right in that. Don't be, don't be, this, this, no. This, this, this ain't the, um, uh, the Biltmore. And so, the young man stopped. He said, he said, sir, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? He said, how do you get a house like this? I know some of y'all would think I'd give him something real profound. You know what I said? Pay your bills. Pay, no, because you, you can't get a house, forget a house like this. You can't get a house like this if you don't pay your bills. So let's start at ground one. I didn't say get an advanced degree. <laughs> I said pay your bills. Let's start with the little stuff. There's process. I talking to Pastor Trey. And he was explaining to me about some people going through some things, and I was encouraging them. I said, encourage them to start right where you are. I said, encourage them to start where you, right where you are. Because So you, you look at, I just don't see how I can ever have a house. I don't see how I can, no, no, no. Let's, start, let, let's do the little things. Let's get the credit in line. Let's start paying our bills so you'll be in a position. There's some, oh, come, y'all don't like me. There's some stuff you shouldn't need a miracle for. Oh, you may need a miracle today. You can't live your whole life buying houses on miracles. At some point, you ought to be qualified. Hunt your neighbor and say, it's Bishop talking to you. It's Bishop talking to you. Some of y'all want miracles for everything. Oh, let me wrap this up here. Philippians 5, Philippians 2, 5 through 9, and I'll stop here. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That means think the way that Jesus thought. Have the attitude that Jesus had. Watch this. Who being in the form of God, though he was God in the flesh, he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. It's, that's a weird way of saying this. He, he said he did not grasp and boast about him being God in the flesh. He would tell folks, don't even tell folks who I am. He made himself of no reputation. He said, go, but he made himself of no reputation and he took the form of a bond servant. I know you want to rule. I know you want to have people serving you. I know you want to be a boss. Oh, let me say that different. But first, you're going to have to be bossed. Oh, y'all don't like that. All these folks want to be a boss, but won't submit to a boss. 
You don't start your own business because you're tired of folks telling you what to do. Because some of the stuff that they're telling you what to do, you don't need to have to tell yourself to do. Be on time. Whether they tell you that or not, you're going to lose contracts if you don't learn to be on time. You're going to lose customers. If, well, every time I turn, they're on me about time. You're going to need to learn to be on time whether you work for yourself or somebody else. Jesus learned obedience. He made himself with no reputation. He took upon the form of a servant, and he came in the likeness of men. And then being found in appearance as a man, God was watching him go through the process. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And because of that, because of the process Jesus went through, now God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee got about, every tongue got confessed that he is Lord to the glory of the Father. Y'all, so, so you got to be willing to go through a process of development. And I have a concern today that too many people want microwave blessings want microwave harvest and microwave success. And we got a lot of microwave Christians on stages today who are highly developed in talent and have no character development. Are y'all listening to me? A lot of microwave Christians. And the problem with microwave food is a couple of things. Microwave don't distribute heat evenly. That's why real hot here and real cold air. Because it doesn't distribute evenly. You need to let God affect every area of your life. You need to become fully developed, not just in your talent, but your attitude as well. James 1 and 4 said, let patience have its perfect work, that you can be perfect and complete and lack nothing. Let patience work the process in you so you can get to the place that you are thorough, entire, and lack nothing. Secondly, y'all, microwaves don't produce quality food. There's some stuff that just don't work out good in the microwave. Do not put fish in the microwave. Unless you want rubbery, dry fish. It don't work in the microwave. Don't put pasta in the microwave unless you want crispy pasta. And some of y'all, you're trying to microwave your way through into prosperity. There's, you got to go through process. Let God do everything he needs to do in you behind the stage before you get in this, on the stage so you can have longevity when you're on the stage and the Sandman won't have to come and get you off the stage. Some of y'all have no clue what I'm talking about. Don't even worry about it. Microwave heat also doesn't last long. Doesn't last long. Don't produce quality. Since it don't produce quality, 2 Timothy 3 and 5 says, it has a form of godliness but denies the power thereof. Look good, but no power. Look good, but no glory. Look good, but no oil. And he said, from such, turn away. Turn away from these microwave folks who are overnight wonders and going through no process. You got a right to ask people, now who's your pastor? What church did you come from? Where did you serve before? My God. Microwave heat also doesn't last long. 
Matthew 13, 20. Y'all know, don't last long. Got to eat it. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. The longer you take to eat it, you try to get up and go to the bathroom, try to get, go change, change the TV channel. Now it got cold. <laughs> Microwave heat doesn't last long. Matthew 13, 21 talks about people have no root. No root, so they endure only for a while. And then as soon as the first trouble comes, tribulation or persecution arise for the word's sake, they, are, they stumble, they are offended, they lead, they backslide. And some of y'all, can I tell you, some of the stuff that gets you offended is proof that you have no depth. Leaving a church because somebody didn't speak to you. Did you come here so somebody can speak? Now, we all speak to one another, but again, the more mature you get, bump you. This ain't about you. I ain't here for you anyway. Am I getting the word? Is the Spirit of the Lord in this place? Then you going to leave before I leave. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.